Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. Today's return guest is comic book creator and hilarious person, Paul B. Rainey. The return guest format is still largely the same, but instead of chatting about comics for the apocalypse, I asked my guest about what comics they've been reading recently. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene, who will once again be hosting the online event I Love Comics on Saturday the 12th of February. And as this year they're celebrating 45 years of 2000 AD, Comic Scene are offering cash prizes for your drawings of dread for their gallery. It can be a traditional picture or a reinterpretation of his uniform. Either way, though, email your drawing to comicsceneuk at gmail.com by Tuesday the 8th of February to enter the competition. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Paul B. Rainey. How's it going? Very well, thank you, Sam. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I was saying just before we came on air, uh, a little bit rushed off my feet at the moment. Uh, I've got a three-month-old and a four-year-old um, and lots going in in the day job and things like that. But uh, that's life. You know, better to be busy than bored, I guess. Bored's quite good, though. <laughs> not too bored. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's nice, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. I bet, yeah, I bet you're long uh, as long bored, aren't you, long. with two kids? <laughs> oh, you are never bored. No, absolutely no. not. There's something's always going on. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Well, Paul, it's great to have you back on the show. Oh, thank um, you for having me. Because last time that we left you, you were in the midst of a super intelligent ape uprising with all of the Planet of the Apes oh, yeah. comics. So how, how how's tricks been in that universe? Um, well, I don't know if I told you, um, but I had a big pile of Planet of the Apes comics I'd won in an eBay auction. I suddenly yeah. got bored with them and I sold them. And um, as you'll know, if you if you sell stuff on eBay, you never make a profit if it's comics. You know, it's just nah. you're just kind of getting some money back. But I I made I doubled what I paid. Ah, oh, bingo! That Check never happened, so I was very happy. <laughs> That's fantastic. Don't tell Boris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mum's the word. It's yeah. all right. So yeah, um, oh, yeah no, no, I, I suddenly snapped out whatever spell I was under with that with it and um what do i want this pile here but i plowed i made a bit of a dent in reading them but yeah yeah but just got to a point um and well now great that you managed to 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 double your money (laughs) on it yeah i do i do enjoy um uh ebaying comics i don't want anymore i mean they take up a lot of space why not try and get some money for them and it's always thrilling when you oh, get more absolutely. than you spent on them yeah absolutely yeah, yeah no I, I i do a mix of ebaying and handing them out to friends and things like that yeah really. i've done that i gave a big pile to my nephews um last year and they loved nice. them they're into all the marvel films yeah. so they you know responded well to that oh, right. oh that's yeah. good Excellent. Um, but yeah, no, uh, aside from uh, doing doing fantastic on eBay. Um, you... <laughs> that one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one time. <laughs> um, you've also been busy on Kickstarter as well. So so tell us about Gripe Night. Uh, 
Well, um, at the end of 2020, um, I won the graphic short story prize, the Observer, Jonathan Cape, Comica, graphic short story prize. End Fantastic. Quote. Congratulations. And, um, thank you. And um, I did a strip called Similar to, but not. And what, what I've been doing the last couple of years is I've been um, writing and performing short stories. Excuse me, at Smoke and Word Nights. And that was an adaptation of one of the short stories I hadn't performed. And I really enjoyed the process of writing those stories and then converting them to comics. Mm. And so Gripe Night is mainly a collection of that stuff I've done using that process. And I'm, um, it's not sort of thrown together or stuff I've had just happened to have done. It's, put together purposefully so most of it hasn't been seen i'd say 75 percent i haven't shared on social media or anything i've purposefully held on to until um oh you know until this occasion until now um yeah the name took a while to come up with i went through loads of stuff and then gripe night sprung to mind i went oh that sounds like something (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah and um yeah so the kickstarter has been on for about two days three days i think and um passed the threshold last night which was brilliant um but of course uh i I want all as many pledges i can as i can possibly get you know because i'm very greedy (laughs) <laughs> absolutely yeah you're, uh, you're absolute capitalist doubling yeah. money and <laughs> things like that um no um that's fantastic and so how many pages is it sorry paul so it's um uh sort of magazine size day four size or just Great. marginally under i mean millimeters under um and it's 28 pages including the cover um it's got um occasions of color but it's mainly black and white I, I use colour quite sparingly, but it is there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. It's fantastic. And it looks it looks like a lot of fun. And it's got um, strips in there. It's got like, um, a, lot of, a lot of stuff. It's like from my um, memoirs, including how I coined the term Billy No Mates. And, <laughs> and um, stories about my early day. My aunt, Auntie Bunty, was very influential in the British comic scene in the early days, 1970s and 80s. Right. So stories about that. And, um, yeah, and um, Ricky Gervais is in there. He, I do a strip called Ricky Gervais. He talks to the animals. But that, yeah. he, um, he discovers that his dogs are practising Catholic, much to his dismay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, yeah, and there's lots of stuff like that in it. So, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed putting it together. Oh, fantastic! That's great. Um, so yeah, no, everybody go search Gripe Night on um on Kickstarter, or just click in the in the on the link in the show notes and go check it out. Um, and make make sure that you back it. Um, because uh, when when this goes to air, Paul, um, you'll have gosh, what is that? Uh, about eighteen days left. Oh, okay. Um, that cool. sort of thing. So just a couple of weeks, yeah. but you know, better to act sooner rather than later, folks. So just just go check it out. And, That's and, it. Anything and can see happen. <laughs> exactly. Anything. You never know. Yeah. That's so, right. Yeah. Totally. Uh, now, um, apart from putting together Gripe Night 
and grifting on eBay. Um, <laughs> so I keep on coming back yeah. to that. We, we're going to leave it now. Um, what comics have you been reading recently? Um, so uh, I thought about eBay um, about a year, probably 18 months ago, two years ago. I I think I used my Planet of the Apes fortune and I placed a bid on the first 100 issues of Battle Picture Weekly, which was a war comic published in the 1970s, um, a British war comic, which I was never into as a kid. Um, I was more into Marvel comics and 2000 AD. But um, I've become um, extremely um, wanting, extremely wanting. I've been really wanting to just read lots of British stuff these days. And um, I don't feel like there's enough of it around, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> that kind of unique British working class voice doesn't seem particularly present. I don't know. Maybe it's just yeah. me and the way I interact with media in general. Um, yes. So I thought, well, maybe Battle is quite good because it's got all the predecessors to 2000 AD working on it all the people that worked on 2000 AD has got their earlier work there. And so I did a kind of whim purchase. And um, what I do is every now I just pick up a copy and go through it. And it's brilliant. It's so good. And I, as I must have been an idiot when I was a kid because hmm. these are just superb. If you like early 2000 AD or, or, or comics of that era, then... I see no reason why you wouldn't like Battle. It's got early work by Pat Mills and John Wagner and um, lots of artists I'm not particularly familiar with, but mm-hmm. um, other artists like Mesimo, Bellardinelli, who went on to do Dan Dare in 2000 AD and Carlos Esquera. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's amazing as well because the storytelling is quite, um, seems to be the antithesis of modern comic storytelling. So there's... Right maybe about 12 panels per page. There is a lot of condensed storytelling rather than padded out, protracted, mango-influenced storytelling. So you get, like, dropped into a story that runs for three pages and it's got a beginning and a middle and an end. And it's utterly compelling. So I feel I'm learning a lot on condensed Mm -hmm. storytelling and making it effective. Those emotional beats are still present and those you know other beats you'd expect from a story are still present it's just they've just got it they've just got it in and out job done do you know what I mean no time wasting and I kind of love that and I yeah I feel that that's a kind of style of storytelling that's absent from or not as present in modern comics yeah need to bring it back yeah, I think it's a good discipline, isn't it? If you if, yeah. it, if you can use three words to say something instead of twenty, then you should often you should use the three. Yeah, you know, um, I guess that's the comic equivalent of it. You know, why do you need twenty pages when three will suffice? Yeah, uh, but I guess there's a lot of modern comic storytelling is working towards the trade paperback collection, and that's the expanding mm. market. I understand in comics, so. Mm. But I don't see why you can't have a trade paperback collection. I just imagine how much story you could get in there if you took this approach. Yeah. You know, people's brains would burst. 
<laughs> like seriously dense storytelling. Yeah, but um, I can't read a whole yeah. issue in one go now. I find. Oh I really? Mean, oh, it's, yeah, it was aimed at much. kids, but I right. find I can go about half an issue and I go, oh, I need a break. Not because yeah. it's there's anything wrong with it. It's just that I've been too um, affected by modern comics. I find reading stuff like that kind of a bit tough. Whereas, of course, a nine-year-old in 1976 got that done in half an hour. Yeah, smash right through it. Yeah, I'm going to, I need to sleep. <laughs> yeah, well, there were, this is it as well. There's not, there not, not much else to compete with, was there? I mean, there was, of course, just going outside and kicking the football about and things like that. But, I mean, these days, you know, you're, you're competing against Fortnite, um and uh every and rocket league and everything else aren't you Which yeah is, makes it really I, difficult but i often feel that comics uses that as an excuse for um yep. diminishing markets so mm. one of the reasons yeah. i think we don't have, I mean, other there are other factors at play as well in in yeah. regards to the, the sort of absence of weekly comics on the news agent shelves is um including, you know, just that comics themselves got distracted by the opportunity to make money else from, from an older market. Mm-hmm. And that meant that younger kids had no access point. So they then didn't, when they grew up, they weren't quite as into comics as the previous generation for that reason. Not necessarily entirely down to they're now being computer games, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I feel that comics have had a role to play in this, in the change that has affected it as an industry. But um, yeah, sorry, I ramble. I can ramble on. You can interrupt. <laughs> no, sorry. I love it, Paul. It's good insight. Um, well, it's yeah, it's a, it's a complex Rubik's cube, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It, I, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm sure kids. Would still, there'd still be a diversion if the comic industry still functioned as it did. But mm. um, I, I don't feel that they can blame computer games or other. Yeah. You can't do that forever, can you? Because always you been. Gotta, you just got to adapt and things. In, in the fifties, these yeah. are so they've got TVs now, so that's why. Yeah, exactly. Know. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, know, no. I think maybe they're gonna like you know physical stuff is going to make a big comeback and things. Um, well, once, once um, the nuclear war happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we're we're just going to be forced into off. it anyway. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll be laughing on our giant piles of comics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll be the kings. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, bet you wish you hadn't sold the uh, your uh, catalogue of Planet, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how to survive a post-nuclear world. That's what that's what Planet of the Apes. That's what you need. Yeah, it's a guide. Bingo. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what what else have you been reading apart from? Well, Batman? it's kind of kind of on the same subjects. I think this is why I included yeah. it in here, which is the Marvel Universe X Men. Which so this is Panini had the British rights to reprint Marvel stuff mm-hmm. for news agents over here, and I um, had heard good things about. Um, Jonathan Hickman's relaunch of the X-Men and Panini obviously didn't publish for a few months because of the lockdowns. Mm. So when they returned in what seemed to me quite a modest way, 
they uh, one of the new titles they launched was X Men, and they started from Jonathan Hickman's beginning as writer on the X Men. So I kind of got excited by the idea of some kind of news agent comic utopia um, <laughs> and started buying it from there. And I loved Brilliant. Hickman's um, opening X-Men stories at Power of X and House of X, I think they were called. And mm-hmm. I, I love the idea that... Look, the reality is Marvel and DC are they're not going to create new characters. They're not going to yeah. suddenly start doing romance comics. Exactly. They're totally, de- <laughs> totally devoted to their IPs. We're not going to see any deep... In fact, if anything, we're getting less and less, you know... Uh, yeah, they're choice. thinning it down more and more. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So the best we can hope for Marvel or DC is you get like a writer who comes along, a right creative team who come along and totally um, upend the previous conceit and give yeah. to the previous conceit. And that's exactly what Hickman did. He took the previous conceit of the X-Men and added uh, and just, I uh, wouldn't say subverted it, but just put ex- accelerated it forward in a way that I couldn't have guessed. It. I just thought that those two stories and what he gave to the X-Men was, you know, exceptional. And then um, what happens is because each issue of the Panini comic collects five American comics, effectively, I thought what I was going to get was once that story is finished, a curated, um, uh, you know, a created comic through this new, line of comics that Hickman had started for the American publisher. Right. And um which is which I kinda got. But unfortunately the other comics weren't really to my taste. So there's at some six issues six issues of Excalibur got collected and I went, oh I just I didn't really think much of that. And then mm. more orders was in it. And I'd made the mis- the mistake of subscribing, so I'd had already paid up in advance. Because mm, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Marauders, then and they printed a collection of Marauders stories that that didn't really work for me. And then X Force, and I said, "Oh, where's the Hickman stuff?" It just it seemed to me that they didn't really. The other creative teams didn't really run well mm. with what Hickman had given to them. Right, and, and um, I mean, other people may feel differently, but um, yes. And then the decision not to renew the subscription was kind of made for me anyway, as the comic was cancelled, right? Um, um, quite recently, I believe. But yeah, I, I think it was a worthy attempt to buy Panini to kind of, um, you know, push this new version of the X Men market that might not be aware of it and yeah and it's kind of even though the comic turned out not to be quite to my taste it's unfortunate that it's been cancelled at least they tried yeah it was it was it was was a risk i mean they had to cancel in the end and so it didn't work out i guess but at least they tried yeah yeah and who 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 knows maybe it's hard to imagine the x-men would be absent from you know, for too long. I mean, not absent. Oh, no. You can just get them from comic, sh- pro- you know, proper comic shops. But yeah. if Pin- as Panini continue to publish other comics, it's hard to imagine the X Men will be absent. But I'm sure the moment there's a MCU film 
Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When uh, mutants actually enter the MCU proper, yeah, um, then it will be plastered everywhere. Definitely. Yeah. 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 It's going to be interesting how they introduce that into the ever expanding universes that they've got. Um, yeah, they don't really have to, though, do they? X Men's quite. Um, and with the latest Spider Man, I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, um, I did. I watched yeah. it um, over the weekend, funnily enough. Oh, there you go. It's terrific. Yeah, yeah I thought it was yeah. great as well. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, they, they, they just slotted it in, basically, haven't they? Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right. Um so moving on um from uh Marvel Universe X Men, um what's the what's the next thing that you've been reading recently? Uh well I've read Providence at the end of last year and um last year seems ages ago now, but it wasn't that Doesn't long it? ago. And, no, um, no. it's by Alan Moore and Jason Burroughs. It's mm-hmm. another one of Alan Moore's last graphic novels. Yeah. Before, before his retirement from comics and um yeah, yeah. I'm not re- I'm not at all very knowledgeable about H.P. Lovecraft, but it's a story that tributes H.P. Lovecraft's stories and um, and follows a protagonist as he travels around America encountering all these Lovecraftian sort of um, multidimensional horror creatures. Um, it's, uh, It's excellent. I really... I don't know if enjoying is the word, but I, <laughs> whatever the closest to that is, you know, I really appreciated it. It's the best, apart yeah. from not being into HP Lovecraft. Yeah. I appreciated yeah. it nonetheless. Um, yeah. Alan Moore's like, he's so brilliant. I've, um, yeah, my, he, and the comic industry is really messed up by driving him away, I would say. Yeah. And what's interesting, I was thinking about this earlier and, yeah. Because I, I often I, I look at comics and and try and think what can I learn from steal from them when I do my stuff, mm. and um, because I guess a, a Lovecraftian thing is the kind of passage of time and messing around with the passage of time, which is one of the themes in the graphic novel. That, that is also not dealt with not just in an explicit way where the characters are confused by the passage of time, but also in a subtle storytelling way where Moore and Burroughs use um, sort of um, page-wide panels, you know, tiers, as a single panel. And you're reading it, you look at the single panel as just a moment snapshot in time, but when you're reading it, it's also the movement of time as you scan from left to right. And I found that, I said, oh, he's a clever bloke, isn't he, that Alan Moore? He's really <laughs> clever. And so I think Jason Burroughs is an ex- extraordinarily good artist. I'm surprised people don't talk more about him. So he has mm. a, a style that I think is quite recognisable, but he's very... Um, uh, I've forgotten the word I was going to use, but very de- detailed. He's very restrained. He's got that kind of Dave Gibbons, draftman's look. Like, draftsmanship do you know what i mean it's yeah. got that quality to it but uh, the book takes a long while to read because it's also these big uh, sort of swathes of text right. where the events of the issue are told from the perspective of the main protagonist again 
and um, that kind of slows down the reading of the book. But it was totally worthwhile. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, and uh, yeah, it's a shame. Um, uh, he got upset and took all his toys with him to yeah. the theoretical music movie industry, Northampton movie industry. <laughs> Which is thriving now. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, thanks to him. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, who yeah, would no. want to paint their neighbours gold and make them wear big wigs? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I, I, I mean, I've wanted to do that for years. That. But yeah, oh, why not? You know, sky's the limit. Yeah. Um, sounds like a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, no, with Providence, I, it's it's one um, I've I've heard, had a couple of recommendations on, so I do need to go grab it at some point and and properly read through it. Um, so uh, yeah, I the, I, go on. I'd say I bought the individual issues, the first six individual issues when they came out. Oh, right, originally. And I eBayed, I kind of went, oh, this isn't working for me. And I'm, you know, I read everything by Alan Moore, usually. Yeah. And then um, I bought the collection. And it does work better as a collection rather than reading one issue a month. You know, right. it, it, as a whole, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, but Alan Moore's always good, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. No, not not gonna go go wrong there, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it on eBay <laughs> and uh, see 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 how cheap I can get it. Yeah, um, yeah, because that, that I knew it's about twenty odd pounds. Right, it's not, it's not cheap, is it? I'm still expecting comics to be eight p though. That's my problem. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, any, it's any, probably any about um, twenty five groats on Mars. <laughs> so the two thousand a D joke. <laughs> Very good, Paul. Uh, moving on to the uh, on to your next recent read. Um, what's uh, what have you been reading? So I've been buying um, Lowry Walk um, by Chris Doherty, which I think is his. Um, he, he posts a page or posts it not originally or first online, and then I think when he gets enough pages together, he publishes a collection. And these are sort of um, sort of Tintin sized book collections um i i haven't i first became aware of him as an artist when he drew a series a comic called whale house which uh, was written by andrew cheverton i just thought he's a really good artist but he's, he's a great writer as well it transpires he's very good i mean again you know I talked earlier about my desire for stuff that is more explicitly british and this is very british he's yeah, I mean, it's the kind of dialect, the, the language, the dialect, and the rhythm of speech is authentic, and the characters that he creates feel very real. Um, yeah, so it's a, it seems to be a story about a group of friends whose lives are impacted by sort of very brutal um, serial, mysterious serial killer, and I think this again, this um, is probably a horror series. I don't consider myself self a horror fan. I don't really get it as a definition, but it's very effective in in the way that he presents you with these convincing characters and this network of relationships and their reactions to situations seems utterly real. So in the second issue, for example, um, uh, basically uh, they're having to bury a character who 
died in the previous issue or, or they're going to the funeral mm. and that means traveling to another part of the country and the characters aren't saying things explicitly but it's present do you know what i mean yeah. it, you can see that it's present and i think that's the skill of a really equipped storyteller from someone who very obviously is a very good artist but those other qualities are also present and this is a self-published comic i think he uses amazon so there's oh uh, right like the create space thing yeah i mean i don't really know very much about it i think i'd only ever seen one or two other comics published in this way where they tend to have like blank interior covers and maybe a blank page at the end yeah um in my experience um which is odd but um that they they seem very just sorry no that's just the way that um i think amazon print it yeah basically um yeah it's funny but um the the quality of it is very professional and um i think the best comics in in the british comic industry is you know, exists on Kickstarter and self-published endeavours like like this, oh, and yeah. um, and there's and it's just an example of lots of talented people out there doing very good stuff. Absolutely. Paul's recommendation: seek it out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I just checked it. It's on, it's on Comicsology and and things. If you're just doing digital and and all of that as well. Oh, so. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've got to get me some of that Comicology. Um, yeah, get, get my Comicsology dollar. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, that's a huge amount. So yeah, no, you can get the first issue for one pound fifty nine on Comicsology. Oh yeah, well you absolutely must. Old, so. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, easy peasy. Four point eight out of uh, five stars. Who's given um, it? Who gave it less than five stars? I know. What Just an some troll, man. Some troll. I bet it's someone who goes. <laughs> um, yeah, my computer broke down whilst I was reading it, and it's yeah, exactly. It. Like, yeah. yeah, it's the creator's fault for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, now, coming on to your last recent read, um, what have you been perusing? Um, I've been getting um, Ginseng Roots, and I've been reading that by Craig Thompson, who did Blankets and um, uh, a couple of other graphic novels over the years. Um, yeah, he's um, considering he's. I only really know him as previously as someone whose work has just appeared landed in a completed form like blankets and Habib as well which is that wasn't serialized this his current work ginseng roots is he's serializing it as pamphlet comics published by uncivilized which you can get through you know those regular distributors diamond or what have you yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it seems to be a um, a memoir stuff about how his family um, farmed ginseng in America, and it's it's about the industry and his family's relationship with the industry and other people's interactions with the industry. But it's so it's really beautifully illustrated, and he yeah, it's just a beautiful object and because they're pamphlets it kind of feels more handmade and the whole aesthetic of it is very appealing to me um yeah yeah i'm sure there'll be a collection 
once it's finished. But the individual comics are um, have a kind of quality to them that I like holding and interacting with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think they um, will every now and then publish like um, uh, an opportunity for people to buy the set in a kind of binder type thing or do you know what I mean? So if anyone listening to this is interested in catching up, it's worth trying to seek that out. Um, Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. It's definitely, um, it's got a really nice feel about it. Like when you look at the covers and things like that, um, it feels homely. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Uh, Yes. Yeah. It does have that sort of, I've always felt that he makes comics that I kind of, that he has a quality to his artwork that I think I could probably tr- achieve if mm. rather arrogantly, if I put <laughs> wow. my mind to it, but I yeah, have that really. discipline. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> There's something Not about yet. him. I kind of go, if I tried a bit harder, yeah. I reckon I could be as good as this guy. And I know it's utterly arrogant because I have tried really hard and I've never got to be as good as this guy. <laughs> and the fact that he just sort of breezes in and, and gives me a comic that has that aesthetic quality that I, I, my first reaction is, I reckon I could produce a comic of this aesthetic appeal yeah. quite if I tried a bit harder. But I know if I did try a bit harder, I couldn't. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 there's something <laughs> deceptive about his work that makes it's got this kind of yes that's often the problem isn't it that because it feels so it feels effortless that yes yeah yeah surely i could achieve that but it's like well actually i mean you know usain bolt looks like he's not putting much effort when he's you know able to run under 10 seconds 100 meters when he was running um, but uh, yeah, no, there's no chance that I could do that. <laughs> it's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's a, um, I, you may have experienced this when people learn that you make comics and someone come up to you and go, Oh, I've got an, oh, I write poems normally, but I've got an idea mm. for a graphic novel. I'm just looking for an artist for, oh, yeah. well, good luck with that. That would really say, Will you draw my graphic novel? Yeah, right, yeah. That I haven't really thought very hard about. Anyway, do you know what I mean? I just don't yeah. let anyone in, right? Because <laughs> they don't value what? the art form enough to kind of acknowledge that there's actually a skill set to writing them yeah. and drawing them. 100%. Um, that's exactly how I'm approaching Chris Craig Thompson. I totally know that I'm doing that when I ever I think to get that feeling that I'm totally <laughs> underestimating him. But as you say, it's because he gives that impression of it being effortless. Yeah, it really does. He needs to mess up a little bit, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and then he go, oh, he's put some effort in because I spotted one or two kind of visual errors or quirks. Oh, yeah. yeah and go, yeah, oh, yeah, maybe it's harder than I, you know, than I right. thought. <laughs> Sorry, I'm rambling. <laughs> no, it's quite all right, quite all right, Paul, no worries. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally see what you mean. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, everyone go check out Ginseng Roots. Um, it is beautiful artwork. Have you ever um, had any ginseng? I can't remember the occasion. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I've, I've had it in a, I don't know, like some sort of energy drink or something like that. Um, um, I forget what the taste is like. Um, do you know is what the taste is like? For? 
I've read the comic. I should know what it's Well, isn't it an aphrodisiac or something? Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, well, it's just for energy. Oh, I better not have it, because I'd be out of control. Yeah, (laughs) you wild animal. Yeah. (laughs) The people of Milton Keynes are under threat enough by it from me as it is. (laughs) You do without drinking ginseng ginseng energy drinks. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, well, um, Paul B. Rayleigh, it's been another pleasure chatting to you at length about comics. Um, and uh, best of luck with the rest of the campaign. On oh, Quiet. thanks, Sam. Uh, thanks for uh, um, this opportunity. And uh, sorry yeah. if I droned on. Not at all. Not at all. Um, it, was, it was highly enjoyable. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I look forward to our next encounter uh, when your next project comes out. Thanks, mate. Thank you for your help. Cheers. Pleasure. Take care, Thank mate. You. Thanks again to Paul for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Paul's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news the comic club and lots of other fun sequential art stuff and finally as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week i'll see you next monday bye for now